What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Hawks Nest. I'm your host, as always, Riley Feeden, and my co-host, Maddie Dub. What up? What's up, buddy? All right, we had a jam-packed episode. We kind of touched on the Seahawks draft. Uh, we talked about a bunch of other teams' drafts and kind of our little back-and-forth points on the quarterbacks and the quarterback situation. Another quarterback situation going on in Green Bay. Drama, drama, drama. Aaron mm. Rodgers' situation, we kind of get our thoughts on that. We talk about TB12 and his brand. Is he going yeah. for more? Maddie wants him out. Oh, wow. Um we go into a lot of depth about what we got with the Seahawks offensive line in the future. Um, jump into it right here. We go. That's all I want to do. All I want to do is talk about the Seahawks. We haven't really talked about it. Okay, fair. So, what are your what do you want to talk about in regards to the Seahawks? Well, let's let's start with the draft because I mean, honestly, when you you and I watched the draft together, okay, and obviously when Eskridge was picked up, I wasn't real thrilled. I wasn't. I, I didn't. No, I, you I didn't weren't. No, I was pissed. Straight up pissed. I had a long day. I wasn't feeling it. I like I was done. But at that point, I just I that's not what I thought we needed to address position-wise. I don't think Eskridge is a bad player. I think he's gonna scheme fit really well. I think he gives us lots of options. I think he's gonna be an athlete. Uh he's not, I don't know. I want to kind of compare him to Percy Harvin just because of the skill set that he brings. He's really quick. I think we can run him on jet sweeps. He's gonna be deadly in the slot position, just screaming up the seam. I think he's just gonna be fast. Run him a little wide receiver slot screens. I love that you brought up Percy Harvin because that's exactly who I think he reminds he that's exactly who he reminds me of is mm-hmm. is the Percy Harvin. He just he that's just somebody who as such a he's good just comparison. He's he's just that scat he's fast, electric. Like yeah, he's just a different speed. And it's not right. it's nothing against Tyler Lockett, nothing against DK Metcalf. I think Seahawks fans are going to get a different kind of speed. I think it is. He presents a different kind of speed. He's a change Tyreek, of direction. He, yeah, he's like Tyreek yeah. Hill. Yeah, I said he was like a, a he was like a fast Doug Baldwin. Like he's angry. Like he runs yeah. angry. Uh, mm-hmm. He plays pissed off. Uh, when he talk when he talks, um, he sounds exactly like a Seahawk. He's hardworking. He didn't expect to be here. Uh, broke his. He broke something. He did had some medical issue, and then switched from a position and then like it was a it's a wild story he's he's talks just like a seattle seahawk it's awesome to hear and then he had an explosive year last year so seahawks fans have that to be excited about and then maybe in the shane waldron offense he just blows up he just has a fucking great season uh in that number three role people are going to try and take the top off with dk metcalf um and then the crossing routes and the stuff that tyler lockett kills you with obviously but that third little option plus gerald everett that's a pretty lethal this will probably be the most Mm -hmm. loaded seahawks offense that russ has played with i'm glad you brought up gerald everett because i've just i'm so sold that he's going to be an intricate part of our offense and maybe not even as a as an action player, like maybe he doesn't get the ball all the time, but I think just giving him little sneaky things here and again is going to cause defenses to have to keep an eye on him. And if that takes somebody out of position and opens up a running lane for Carson, or it takes a guy out of coverage and you've got Eskridge screaming on a drag route or something like that. And it opens that up because you've fooled him with emotion. I just think Gerald Everett is going to be a really confusing piece on our offense and it's going to mess with defenses. But that being said, the draft i'm still pissed i was still like kind of pissed about eskridge honestly like i knew all that about him when they picked him I'm like he fits our scheme i was totally aware of that 
I respected the pick. I thought he was worth taking there. It just wasn't for me at that point, like the need that we needed to meet right then and there. I thought that was something we could have filled a little later on, but they re totally redeemed themselves with the rest of the draft. I think that breakdown on stone Forsyth we did and just what he's bringing to the table. Super excited, super excited. I'm super and jacked up about Stone Forsyth. So, enough asked about Eskridge. Like, are you are you totally good? Because this was the first pick that the Seattle Seahawks had, right? And then you totally went AWOL. Like, you totally, we were done. watching the draft, you know, grinding through, loving it, you know, kind of watching for uh, Quinn Miners and Seahawks pick and everything. And then we, you know, you get the Eskridge pick, and then you're just like, oh, like, you just dipped. So, are you, they, are you good? Yeah, did you get this off, so did you get it off your chest? Yeah, I did. And just because of what Seattle did later on in the draft and what they acquired later, especially with Stone Forsyth, it, it just like, okay, they did it. Now, I still think we're lacking on the interior line a little bit. I I mean, you're pretty sold on Posick being the guy, and it is, and now he is. So get on board or get off. It's done. Posick seems like our starting center. Get over it. But I'm a little worried about depth still. I mean... Uh, I don't know. I think Brandon Shell is another guy on the offensive line that's really, really good. But I don't really want to get into him right now. Let's keep, let's keep it on the draft. And then the only one – what do you think about Trey Brown? I'll just start it off with that because I'm a little bit confused. Not confused, but it's just a weird pick. I, I don't dislike it, but it's different. He's not a typical Seahawks corner. The word I keep hearing is feisty. The, the word feisty yeah. is around, but when I watch him play, um, he remind, he looks like DJ Reed. He looks just Ooh. like DJ Reed 2.0. Yeah. Like he looks like um, the Seahawks saw what they have in DJ Reed, and they were like, you know what? Maybe if we, you know, fall in love with a guy that is five nine, you know, mm -hmm. shorter arms kind of thing. It was a, it wasn't a typical pick. Uh, it kind of came out today. John Schneider said they were drafting for more of the player, like the person, rather mm. than the actual ability um, or skill set kind of yeah thing. like everything yeah. that the like there's more Huge. about the intangibles and the person because they didn't have mm -hmm. anything about medical backgrounds and all that stuff so i think um i think that was a big pick i think he yeah. i think he can be um we talk about it all the time is competitive like you, you just having the competitive nature and bringing in another guy Dude. who's hungry and a grinder mm -hmm. that's okay and and by the way both of these guys eskridge and trey brown can return when I was, was going to say special time, teams. Yeah. When yeah. was the last time we had somebody that was able to be a game changing game Percy. wrecker at the, yeah, Percy Harvin, Tyler yeah. Lockett when he was doing it frequently, but that's how Tyler made his name was yeah. in special teams and in returning the ball. And then he made bigger plays down the road um, in the slot and kind of in the receiver position and then kind of took over that role. But he, we haven't had an impact at that position yeah. since probably Tyler Lockett. Well, we were, we were desperate. We were desperate for a bit. They had, uh, they had, well, I mean, this is a while ago now, but just to say how long it's been since we've had a competent special teams returner, they were they were trying to field returns with Earl Thomas for a while there. Like, Dude, Doug, Doug Baldwin was taking yeah. returns, and then yeah. Tyler Lockett was taking returns. DJ Reed took returns. Freddie Swain took returns, yes, last year. Travis Homer, I believe. Sherman returned a couple times in the in the past few years or in the previous mm -hmm. years, but like it's we haven't had any Weird. like massive game breaker. So Eskridge returning is is hype, and then mm -hmm. also you have um, Trey Brown as a possible returner too. Like kick return, one of them can do kick return, one can yeah. do punt return. That could be that could be the way it is. Trey Brown, four year kick returner at Oklahoma, Boomer Sooner baby. 
like four years as that returner, like even as a first. Well, if he's already on the defense, what's so easy? It's just too easy. Throw him back there to return the punt. And if he's good, remember Ed Reed returning punts? He was electric. E.D. Reed, boy. E.D. Reed. So going back to the kind of like the player uh, personality, it's funny you mentioned feisty. I read something on Twitter today that uh, uh, Pete Carroll, or no, it was John Schneider. John Schneider was on a Seahawks radio show this morning, and he made a comment about having brought in players during the LOB era who were more in awe of what was ahead of them instead of coming in and trying to compete for their job. So mm. you you had these younger guys coming in and just like, this is the Legion of Boom. I'm not going to start, so I'm just going to kind of fill my Coast. role, which is a backup. Yeah, they're going to coast, and that's not what they wanted. So to hear you say that the Seahawks are focusing on kind of a guy's personality and that feisty, tenacious ability, I think maybe that stems from that. And I don't. I think it's a sweet move. You, you, you drafting character is huge. The guy, I think, like, great, you know what I mean? think it was a great move. Trey Brown, yeah. uh, Trey Brown, when he was in the interviews and stuff like that, from what I've seen in the press and the media and stuff like that, uh, really good dude, but very hungry. Like he, he knows he's good, but he's got that five, nine uh, mentality. Like somebody who he wanted to go against. He said it in, he said in an interview, uh, somebody that Trey Brown said in an interview that he wanted to go against was his now teammate was DK Metcalf. Like, oh yeah, there you go. Like he's a five foot nine corner that yeah. five, nine hundred ninety pounds, you know, runs a four, four. Great. Fantastic. But like if mm-hmm. DK gets the ball thrown him, he's like six, five and got a massive wingspan, <laughs> but this guy wants to compete. And I think that's what he's not starstruck. I think that's no. what Pete's Pete's trying to bring that mentality yeah. back. And is, he doesn't want have stars here, but, but you can be a star too. Look how, look how fast he took it over, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, we can have a, a revolution of the the kind of superstars and continue to push through this. Eskridge, somebody who we take in the second round and be like, look, we could de- you could take over for Tyler. You could push over, um, you know, push for a starting position. And who knows, you know, in two yep. years what's going to happen. Um, yep. You know that the money's going to change and the money's going to get bigger and stuff like that. So contract buyouts and, and maybe Tyler Lockett's bought out or Tyler Lockett decides to retire in a few years. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But but we have we have that contingency depth. Now we have wide receiver three. Now we have a contingency plan at the tackle position. If somebody goes mm-hmm. down in camp, I can say, oh, okay, thank God we have Stone Forsythe. We're not scrambling to look on free agency market. We're not scrambling to be like, oh my God, we need to make a trade. We need to make a trade. We need to make a trade. Like we're not doing that. We have a contingency plan with somebody who has played both tackle positions. Took them in the sixth round. Had second, third round grades, whatever. Fantastic value. I think it was a steal. I also think the Seattle Seahawks had the greatest steal in the undrafted category um, in Kay Johnson. Kay Johnson looks like Tyler Lockett 2.0. Our boy Rob Statton Mm -hmm. loved him. Interviewed him. um, Did a little piece on him. If you haven't already checked that out, go check out Rob's page. He's fantastic. If you haven't checked out our interview with Rob, he calls it. He talked about Cade um, in that Mm -hmm. In our podcast episode with him, listen, Kay Johnson is somebody who will bring will come into the Seattle Seahawks building and just make everybody better because he's going to elevate their game. People are going to see him play and be like, "Damn, this dude's undrafted!" Like mm. he he just finds a way to be open. He just finds a way to make plays. Um, he's sneaky good. That's what I like to I, I like to categorize him as that. He's sneaky good. Doug Baldwin again. 
Easy comparison. Uh, Tyler Lockett, another easy comparison. Late round guys, undrafted guys that just fit the Seattle Seahawks, compete, um, bust their ass, work hard, and honestly make the team better. Um, Kay Johnson is exactly that. Um, as far as the other guys, you got somebody. You, uh, you're you kind of like you – know, but you were obsessed with that position too. Like I don't get why you're obsessed with the tight end position. Huh? Ooh. What? You're Ooh. obsessed with your obsession with the tight end. No, position. me. But like, who am I? Who am, who am I talking about? Who am I thinking about? You're talk- the big, t- the big German tight end, bro. He's not a tight end. Yeah, he is. What is he? He's a linebacker, bro. No, I don't even know what the fuck. He is. I don't even know. Get out of here. How is he? No, he's a he's a he's a linebacker. That German dude. I don't know. So don't you're know so you're, ja- you're jazzed up about a linebacker that. We, well, like, we, hold on. That's we don't right now. Our linebacker position is weird. So we have our solid uh, Mike, and we're gonna move Jordan Brooks to that will spot. It seems, but was it Daryl Taylor at the at the Sam position right now? Like right this second. Probably. Like right this second. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I'm confident in that. So I mean, at least there's a little depth there with that dude. He seems as really athletic from what I can see on him. I, I didn't really do my homework. Don't get me wrong. I'm not watching film on this dude, but he seems really athletic. There's nothing out there. No, no. Like, he seems really athletic. He's here. Maybe he shows up and shows out. Shit happens all the time. Anybody can fucking like, win in this I don't league. know. I just like yeah, when the Seahawks know. take flyers. I like when the Seahawks yeah. take flyers on guys like that. The, you yeah. know, hardworking guys that are just grinders trying to be in, mm-hmm. you know, been grinding, mm-hmm. trying to get to, you know, their yeah. dreams and stuff like that. And then yeah. it's always good to have. And it's also good to have camp bodies yeah. that keep, uh, keep Bobby and keep Jordan and and those guys uh, fresh. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah let's know. be honest. Come on. He's let's. Pro- come he's, on. He's, he's, he's probably not going to play, dog. He might be. He'll be a it's a great story. Guy, he's probably. It's a great story. Yeah, it's a great story. But, yeah, it's a, that's it. Dude, but he's. We need to, yeah, but on, KJ, right. we like like at that at that at that Sam position. All right. We, All we right. Need, hold we need, on. We need we need to bring in Mr. KJ. Timeout. We got to discuss it. We got to yeah, discuss like, the elephant in the room, Maddie. We got to discuss the elephant in the room. The two guys. Well, KJ coming back and Richard, are they coming back? I hope so. I haven't Me really recently. I haven't. Have you? Have you looked? Have you looked at the money lately? I haven't, honestly. No, there's no money. There is no money. Yeah. I need to look. But <laughs> yeah. that's regardless. <laughs> <I need it. laughs> there's no money. What are we doing? We want these guys. Yeah, there's no money, bro. money. I don't know. I don't know what you. I don't know what you want from me. Like there's there is no money. We have no money. There's like a million dollars in cap room. Uh, Jamal needs to sign his extension. They need to figure this out, which I believe uh, from what I'm reading and uh, seeing, Jamal's extension usually will get done. Um, like right before camp, that's usually when they get done. Hopefully well, that's done. And I hope Dwayne Browns is done. So if we if those – extend Dwayne Browns? You can extend him for like two years and then he can retire. Yeah, okay. Fair just enough. retire Seahawks instead of hitting the open market and having to relocate yeah. his family at 37 or 36 years old, come stay in but Seattle like, for one more year. Like like it depends on when he wants to get paid. Like I agree with that, but yeah, you just no, put the hammer on the Very head. True. Like I'm not, I'm not paying him like – if someone's willing to, but the market this year didn't seem like it was. No. The market this year, I mean, maybe was weird, but it didn't seem like anyone was going to get a massive deal. Even Brandon Sheriff didn't get Dude, the, the tackles, uh, the tackles I on the market I think he got right tagged. I, st- I don't believe Dwayne Brown would be somebody that's like, if we extended him for a year, as long as the money made sense, and then it also made sense mm-hmm. this year. So it made, you know, Sherm, and, and I think the longer we wait, the more KJ is going to come back and be able to play. Like, if he well, wants to think- play. I don't think they're going to want to come back for training camp. 
I think that's what we're seeing. I think we're going to see two vet dudes hold up out of training camp. They're like, listen, I've been here, done that. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm going to come, I'm going to come a professional. I'm going to come back in shape, but I'm not coming for all this bullshit. Okay. Give me my Jersey come game day. Okay. Okay. Cause this we got, we got, I just got to show up. Hey, booby, you didn't hey. lift. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to lift. <laughs> um, great movie, great movie. And he <laughs> can pass. <laughs> oh shit! Classic, classic. Um, damn. But yeah, those two guys. I think we need them. Just overall. Yeah, for sure. And then I, I don't know the offensive line. What? Let's let's kind of rip into that real quick. Styles. I'm done. I'm Are good. You, I'm good. I'm totally. You're good? Are you totally happy? With, happy. Like, you're happy Everything. with it. Everything. It's gonna be. No, it's gonna no be I'm talking now. I want the future a little bit. Not this year. Oh, yeah. No, I'm happy with offensive line this year. I'm talking future a little bit here. So you just said Dwayne Brown come back on a two-year extension. I don't know if he plays that long. So that's this I year mean, and next know. year. Don't quote me on shit. Maybe no, a year. I know, but I, no, no, it's hypothetical. Yeah. It's just no. hypotheticals. We're talking. Nobody knows shit. Yeah. So play the hypothetical two. So We're maybe a two-year deal on him and then pay Jamal whatever he wants. I don't care. What no, 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 no. Hold on. Let's just, let's just try and see what this offensive line is going to look like over the next three or four years. Because I think Brandon Shell, assuming he can stay healthy, is like someone we should resign for the next three years or so, three or four years. I think he could be a lock at really? the right tackle position. Yeah, dude, I do. Like his, he's performed pretty well over his entire career. Career, his health has been an issue. Maybe I, I don't know yeah. what to do or say about that. Like, if he can't stay healthy, then no, he's got to go. That's he's, kind of dry. But, he's not as good in the run game. That's my only no, issue. And as a right shit, tackle. Guy. Not everyone's perfect. Like, you can't, can't, I mean, can't yeah, that, you know what I mean. I just no. think he he he's good enough. Like he's somebody right now that we can feel comfortable with at right tackle. You, I'm not worried about the right tackle just, position. But you just said there's a lot of good talent at the tackle position on the market. So why there would is. we pay somebody who is more well-rounded and fits our scheme better and is better at the path? Maybe at staying healthy. And well, I'm saying there's guys on the market, but these dudes are old, bro. They're good. They're yeah. old. Why not take a why not take a one year flyer on, on a guy while you develop big stone foresight for the left tackle position and then take a veteran position at the right? Mm. So, so then you're you can keep like, that continu- the thing mm. people don't but, but, understand. But, but, but Brandon Show is that veteran presence. Brandon Show is that yeah, okay. Maybe I you think know what I mean? okay, you move Stony to the left. I in the future, Stone Forsyth, boom, left tackle. I think he's a lock yeah. to be the left tackle in the next couple of years. Um, maybe Dwayne – it depends on how he does in camp. If he could mm-hmm. show out in camp and, and be – you know, maybe it's a little bit zoomed up, but maybe he doesn't, and uh, they're like, oh, we got to figure this out. So left tackle position, Stone Forsyth, I think, Damian Lewis, left guard position, and then you got Posick at the center position right now. You got right guard Gabe Jackson. That's another few years down the road. You're going to have that veteran presence staying in the locker room. So hold on. You see Seattle moving Stone Forsyth into the left tackle position in the next couple of years. Maybe we re-sign Dwayne for a two-year extension this year. That locks him in for next season, depending if he wants to play. Maybe he retires. Yep. It just kind of gives him that availability. If Stone Forsyth has a good camp, maybe we have the opportunity to shuffle him into that position next season early. And then if we have... A lock at left guard with Damian Lewis. Gabe Jackson sticking around for a few years, so he's going to stay over there at right. And reiterating, I think Brandon Shell could be that piece at right tackle for a few years. He's 29 years old. 
He had a bit of health issues last year, but he played well when he was in the game for the most part. If he can stay healthy and continue to produce like he has been, I think he's fine at that spot, and he'll eventually provide that veteran presence at the tackle position once Dwayne Brown is gone. I think it could be a good move. I'm out on B-Shell, I'm not going to lie. Really? I'm just, like, I'm going to still root for him and everything for this year, and I'm really yeah. like – but I'm not – it's not somebody I want to like – Say I want to hang my hat on and be like, yeah, you know what? Future of the right tackle position lies in mm. Brandon Shell's hands. I'm good, okay? Like, honestly, there's better options out there in the free agency um, right now. There's options in the free agency future. I think keeping people within the locker room is what I was trying to get at with Posick. Uh, I think the contingency, like him having – year after year and not changing up offensive lines and making that room is very tight knit to have a good football team and to have a successful winning football program uh, in the NFL. I believe that that's the most tight knit group that you need to have uh, the offensive it's, line. It's funny you say that because I was literally going to bring that up as a counterpoint to your statement about moving uh, a different guy into the right tackle slot. I completely agree. It needs to be a tight knit unit. Brandon Shell has been a part of that unit now. If he can move forward in a positive light, why but he not? hasn't been around the he hasn't been around the Seahawks for very long. Like no, Posick's been yeah. around the Seahawks for our, what four or five years now. And then Damian Lewis is going to be two three years. You're talking about two three years down the road. Honestly, yeah. By then, I don't Brandon even, I don't even has that time in. Brandon Shell's contract's up at the end of the year, and I'm good. But like, he, we don't need to resign him. You just don't think we resign him at all. No, just I just don't think we resign him. Uh, mm. And then they look elsewhere. Either they can go into the draft. Uh, we can kind of see what D Brown does. Because um, who knows? Dwayne Brown could just sign that two two year extension, and then Stone Forsythe could kick over to right, right tackle. tackle. That would be cool. Right tackle. Yeah. And at left tackle. So that might be a good way to get his feet wet in the NFL, getting some yeah. actual starts and then have Dwayne Brown over there for his last little final season, really get this young guy in good shape. And maybe we're set up there. I, I, yeah. That's a good plan. I, I fuck with that. hundred percent. I'm excited yeah. about the Seahawks offensive line future, I'm, but the cornerstones need to be D Lou and it needs to be um, stone foresight. Those two yeah. need to be developed and taken care of very well. Um, over the next few years because these guys, those guys have a lot of talent and could be the future. Mm -hmm, no doubt. Dude, there's a lot of things happening this week. So aside from the Seahawks, like we have the draft and all, we, got a, we brought a bunch of people in. It's all exciting. Training camp guns underway. We'll get into that. We got to see what these guys can do. But right now, Aaron Rodgers blew everything the, up. Oh, my God. How about the bombshell that was dropped right before the draft? And we were all sitting there like – like, like, why? oh my god! And then Shefty just boom and walks Dude. away. Like he just, there's no way in hell he didn't just like pick his phone up, tweet this out, and then just walk away from his phone. There's no way. And then all the information that's coming out today that oh, it's not coming from this, and it's not. Da -da. And then he took some shit for the way he reported it. And yeah. it's like, uh, Mike, and people are saying discredit. But he's not Adam wrong. Schefter, but he's not. Like, he's not hmm. wrong. He's just going. He's just doing his job. Listen, if Aaron Rodgers somehow ends up on the – there's no way he's playing for the Green Bay Packers. I'm so excited to not have to see him. Hold on, hold on. The best part about this is we listen to Packers fans talk all that shit about Russell Wilson. And, hey, we still might have some problems there. We're not off mm – -hmm. we're not We're not out of the woods yet. But, hey, no, but at least our dude didn't drop else. a – it didn't at least our dude didn't drop a bombshell on draft day. That has to be the biggest fuck you for drafting Jordan Love. 
Like, oh, you're going to draft a quarterback when I'm expecting a receiver? Well, guess what? I'm going to tell you I'm not playing on draft day, bitch. I'm petty like that. Oh, that was, And then my favorite part was is that he goes – well, I don't think it was Aaron Rodgers because if you think about it, think about it like this, Matt. I yeah. don't think he was the one to leak this information, okay? Because okay. he had this massive, massive weekend that he plans out to go to the Kentucky Derby, okay? Yeah. Why would he – with all the press and everybody that's there and all his friends and he's going there with the wifey and everything. You know, like, that shit. And you know, after being the MVP of the league and everything too, you because think he's he petty plans- and he just wants to fuck the bear or fuck the Packers. You really think, but he's a smart know. man. Okay. Jeopardy comes into this. Cause I had to say this yeah. to my wife yesterday. Jeffrey Jeopardy comes into play here because Jeopardy doesn't, this is a very established, distinguished position um that jeopardy is why in the hell would they want somebody that is going to be loud and yelling and screaming now i am reiterating pat mcafee and aj hawk like why wouldn't you take the source from the players aj hawk was like with aaron Rodgers this whole weekend at the kentucky derby people are having him on all these news shows but he's on a news show for three hours every day with pat mcafee Mm-hmm. These guys aren't bullshitting. They tell it how it is. J.C. Treader, who's like on the NFLPA and is like one of the union representatives, came on yesterday and they were talking like, you know, you need to come on and talk this shit because people don't understand how they treat the players and they, they're bullshitting us right now. And mm-hmm. they, I got people trying to jam a freaking helmet in my chest in the middle of freaking April because they're going to make a roster spot. And, and I'm, you know, nine years deep. And I'm coming in on my days off for this. That's what they're fighting about, these voluntary uh, camps and stuff like that. That's that's kind of it. But getting back to Rodgers, like, why wouldn't you listen to A.J. Hawk? Why would he want to ruin his weekend? Why would he mm. want to do that? Why would he jeopardize jeopardize Jeopardy? Ba-doom. Pun intended. True. You know, like, why would he want to, you know, risk all of that? That's good. And, yeah. And he's got such a good image, right, in the NFL right now. Like, either people think he's – because, honestly, I was this guy a few months ago. I didn't like Rodgers. I thought he was arrogant. I thought he was cocky. I thought he was capable of doing something like this. And here we are. I don't think he's capable capable of doing that. I don't think he wanted his image to make it like this. Now things are coming out about his wife living in Denver and his wife wanting things in Denver and da-da-da-da-da. Maybe he just wants out and he wants to go to Denver. Yeah. You know, happy wife, happy life. He gets Jeopardy. He gets to do the things he wants. Rancher kind of got that, you know, cowboy thing. He's already played in the cold. Why do people – why does he want to go and play in Denver and have to play Patrick Mahomes twice a year, Maddie? He said he wants to do that. He said he wants to beat Patrick Mahomes. Twice a year? Like that's the area. He dead-ass – no, yeah, wow. it is, right? Wow. He, he literally came out and said he wants Patty Mahomes. He wants to beat him in the wild card round. He like or he wants to send him to the wild card round. Well, at least that's what that's that's what's being said or whatever yeah. is happening. Like we're just wow. Like, I don't know. Wow. Like he's that <sighs> to say, like, you know what? Here's the deal. I, I don't think he really tarnished his name when when that bombshell dropped, like from for for a guy like me, like I take it as petty, and but I think it's Packers, Packers fans thought it was him. Still True. think it's him. Do you think? It's but him? if it was, but if it was, I don't like like for the Packers fans. That's a loyal fan base. I don't want to talk shit about the Packer fan base. They don't deserve that. But you, as a fan base, need to see that that organization is not running well and they're not treating their quarterback well. And it's kind of like what the Seattle did with Russell Wilson. Like 
yo, back the player. This organization wasn't doing their part. Now I get it's a very team-driven thing and players, we get attached, but there's got to, you and I both kind of have a player first mentality. These are human beings and like they're out here doing their work, their best. And if organizations aren't doing their end, I feel like they should be held accountable. And I, I think if Aaron Rodgers wants to hold them accountable and the fan base wants to turn on Rodgers, you guys got it twisted. You as a fan base should be furious. You have two Super Bowls after 32 years of Hall of Fame quarterbacks. You should be furious, but not with Aaron Rodgers. Yes. Okay? You should be back in A-Rod. Your yeah. front office is a joke. Joke. That's it. That's it. And if it was Rodgers, all the power to him. I got no beef with it. I don't think it reflects poorly on his character. And if it is Rodgers, hear me out for a second. Recently, we've seen these younger quarterbacks, and it's kind of like a millennial mentality, hey? They come in, and they have this sense of entitlement. And they're like, listen, this is bullshit. Fix it. Now, Rodgers is a little old school, okay? He's come in where you just put your head down and you fucking work. There's a lot to be said for that, but look at where it's got him. And now he sees these young kids come in here talking all this shit after he's been put through the dirt, getting none of it. And he's like, you know what? This is fucking bullshit. I've had enough. It's my turn. I've been putting up with this for too long. These little kids are coming in here demanding stuff. No. Why does Patty Mahomes get all these toys? Why does Patty Mahomes yes. get run around in the Super Bowl? And then all of a sudden he's like, I don't have an offensive line. And then all of a sudden the Kansas oh. City Chiefs, boom. Best one of the best we offensive had, lines in the league. We had no money, but now we have the best offensive line in the league. Orlando <laughs> Brown, uh, Joe Thune, uh, yeah. Kyle Long comes out of retirement, decides to wear number 69 and be the goat of all mans. Like he's just coming out of like for retirement to pat block for Pat Mahomes and hey. just be like, you know what? Yeah. Like, Even Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson got a new toy on receipt at a receiver position. The first draft pick they took was a receiver for, for Russ. Okay. They got Gabe Jackson on the offensive line. They drafted a young left tackle. Even the Seahawks. So you gotta just, so you gotta whine a little bit. You gotta whine a little bit. Hey, squeaky wheel gets the grease. You gotta sometimes you gotta squeaky wheel bit. gets the grease. Sometimes you just gotta let a motherfucker know what you want. It's all about communication. And if <laughs> people aren't listening, <laughs> make them listen. <laughs> hey, and these is. quarterbacks, I think these quarterbacks are figuring out that there is a massive platform for them. Big time. Like Aaron Rodgers could tweet something tomorrow. He doesn't realize how big of a fucking platform he has. He could send the Look NFL into a, what? Yeah. Tweeting the mitochondria is something of the cell. Or the uh, powerhouse of the cell, and people are what? losing their mind. Like <laughs> The, what the power of these athletes. What does that what even does that mean, mean, Kobe Bryant? <laughs> what does that even mean, Kobe Bryant? Oh, I just, I agree. I think the platform they have. Plus, let's be real. People know you need a quarterback. You, you do. Yeah. And like, and, and, and now the, the fan bases, and you, you talk about the player pro platform. The fan bases have a platform. I heard rumors that the San Francisco 49ers picked Trey Lance because the 49er fan base was so against Mac Jones. Shut up. I, I heard it somewhere. I read it somewhere. Apparently, the 49er fan base has that kind of influence. Well, I'm not saying they have that kind of influence, but you nine, have to understand. Niner gay hey, or whatever if, they call themselves. If you're, if you're, think about it though. If you're an owner of an NFL team, you're a GM of an NFL team, let's be real. It's a business and you got to win games to make money. But if you don't have fans supporting you, you don't make money either. The fans are starting to realize they maybe have a bit of pull too. Well, I think, I think, all, well, do you think. I don't know if the fans really have a. I don't think not, owners not a lot give of a fans. shit. Obviously, did you see Mike Mayock? Mike Mayock drafted yeah, Alex yeah, Leatherwood yeah. in the first round. And said, do. I, don't I don't give, give a, a fuck. <laughs> hey, I don't care what draft experts say. 
Pete Carroll's been bad for that too. He doesn't give a fuck. They take who they want. A lot of players, people do, but I don't think it's far to say that the that the, the that the noise that the fan base creates actually reaches their ears now. And so whether think, that has an think, influence, whether that has an influence or not, is totally predicated on a person personality. So we come full circle now. We come full circle. Do you think Packers Nation and Cheesehead Nation mm -hmm. is has a say right now? Because I think the narrative right now is that they were booing a commercial at the mill or a commercial of him or something yeah, Aaron yeah, Rodgers yeah. today that we saw. Like, are, yeah. like what is all that about? Like, is Packer so Nation it, turning on Aaron Rodgers? Is I think that they the totally that they have, yes. and they're like, you know what, it's Jordan Love time, get him out of here. You know, we, yeah. we don't need him. What are you guys talking about? This guy just won MVP. You guys drafted a quarterback in the first round, and he goes out and wins MVP. You take the ball out of his hands at the end of the, at the end of the NFC Championship game. You guys don't deserve him. No, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Denver's going to take him for like pennies, I believe, because he's going to say, "I only want to go to one place," or he's just not going to play because yep. Jeopardy's going to give him ten million dollars. To, to do whatever he <laughs> to wants. work for and like three months a year. Why would I come? Why would you go back to an organization and a fan base that doesn't even want, doesn't you, want you? Especially the fan base. Like if you're Aaron Rodgers and you've dedicated as much as you have, and you've been as successful as you have and as successful as you could be with what's around you. Um, what do you want from the guy? You don't deserve him. What do you want from like the guy? I, I got no other. I I can't say anything else more than that. Like to the people, this isn't to the entire fan base either. This no, is just no, to no. the people that think Aaron Rodgers is the one putting this out there. There's no way you're seeing the control that the that owners have over these situations, and that these guys are billionaires for a reason. Mm -hmm. There's another thing to be said for the coaching, right? So people want to talk about how Aaron Rodgers has had talent. He's got an elite offensive line. He's got one of the best running backs in the game. He's got a top three wide receiver in the league. Devontae Adams is a freak, okay? They should be able to win. You know what? They're not wrong, but that's not the talent fault. That is a talented roster, and if your coaching staff can't make that win, it's not like Rodgers is out here throwing interceptions or Aaron Jones is fumbling twice a game. Their offensive line is blocking. Their defense maybe was a little lackluster, but you cannot put that on Aaron Rodgers. The success of this team is not based on what Aaron Rodgers did. If it was, they'd win the Super Bowl almost every year. He just won MVP. If the Packers aren't winning, it's because that front office and that coaching staff isn't putting that team in a position to win. And if you want to hold Aaron Rodgers accountable for that, that's, in my opinion, in poor taste. If Aaron Rodgers goes to the Broncos... One, I think it'll be hilarious because it'll prove that the Broncos only have success with drafting old ass or not drafting, picking up old ass quarterbacks after they've had a successful career elsewhere. Like y'all can't win with your own man. So you just wait till some dude has a falling out and you just pick him up and you're like, okay, we're going to ride this coattail to the Super Bowl. Let's go. We could draft really well. We got a good team, but we can't get a quarterback, but we got A-Rod now. So let's go they, win a chip. They can't, they can't draft a quarterback for the life of them. Paxton Lynch, Drew Locke. Paxton Lynch is one of the bigger draft busts of the last several years, and nobody wants to talk about it. I got shout you. out Seahawks legend Paxton Lynch. <laughs> Dude, he he was electrifying in a uh, in a in a preseason game. I don't know. I believe it was against the Denver Broncos too. It was a, he was electrifying. I don't you know. What? I can't even I, remember I, it. I, pro I probably missed that game. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, it was a preseason game, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the Broncos could be a Super Bowl team in the AFC next year. Like Aaron Rodgers brings that. Man, he brings that. 
Aaron Rodgers, you, you, you put him on you good defense. You probably put him on any other team in the NFL, and then and he's the, he probably makes sixteen other teams, probably Super seventeen Bowl. other teams yeah. Super Bowl contenders. For sure. Uh, the same way he's the Brady effect. There's only like five or six quarterbacks in the NFL that you could drop onto a team and just they're automatically going to be. I actually only think there's a few quarterbacks you could drop onto a team and just be the guy. Like it's a wrap. So one just retired. Like Drew Brees just retired. So that's done. Uh, Tom Brady. Think about about how interesting the NFC is going to be this year. Now, though, if we lose Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees in the same season, it's kind of like LeBron effect. Like Brady went Mm -hmm. from the AFC where it was like pretty booty cheeks for quite some time. All of Mm -hmm. a sudden he saw Mahomes. Like he's like, "Mm, gotta go. (laughs) Dips off to the NFC, goes and wins the Super Bowl. Like he's like, no, no, I can beat beat him. But like, he's like, I don't want want to do it. I don't want to do it on the grand. I want to do it on the grand stage. Yeah. Like I I just need it. But Brady's not going to be around much longer. Like I know we all say that every goddamn year. But he has to. He has to be gone in the next couple seasons. He's got to have better. Absolutely shit to do. not. You got. I think you got to have better shit to do. No, he's honestly. I think he's going to go to fifty, and then his brand is going to explode. Like, think about, think about it, Matt. He could just load You're up right. on MVPs and Super Bowls and just continue to build his brand. And then at the end of the day, he turns around and just becomes a billionaire off of the TB12. And just like, listen, if you listen to me, you can be peak performance for the rest of your life. Like just be the greatest human yeah, being him, ever. Because him and his wife being worth like six hundred million, that ain't cutting it. We need to be worth a couple billion. No, <laughs> Knock off and go raise your family, Tom Brady. Okay, go kiss your son on the lips and get the fuck out. I'm oh done. no, it's dub season, man. He's going to get oh. another chip. Uh, I don't Keep want it. him to though. I really want to see an NFC. I want to see an NFC championship of. Um, Ooh, Tom Brady versus Seattle. Seattle Seahawks. I want the Seahawks, Tampa Bay in Seattle. Mm. With the twelves rocking, <clears throat> and I want AFC Championship to be Patty Mahomes and the Chargers, and I want it the to Chargers. Be, yeah, I want it to. You be the think Chargers. the Chargers are going to go to the Super Bowl this year or the AFC Championship? Uh, they've done enough. They've done enough. Hey, they've it could happen. Done I, I, won't, I, won't, I won't take it as the craziest pick, but that is a bold, bold prediction considering the team. They have the to AFC. stay healthy. They have to stay healthy. Uh, I think their corners are weak, but I. They're, let's let's get into it right now. Sure. Your teams for next year. Who do you love coming out of this draft right now? That's got to okay, be. Not, I, I wouldn't say my team. I wouldn't say my team for next year, but a team I'm really loving coming out of the draft, and I think it's a fan base that deserves it, and it's a player that I, I love. I think he's sick. I, yeah. I put out a tweet today. I think he's going to be better than Lamar Jackson in a couple of years. I think the Chicago Bears and Justin Fields. Oh, let's do are it. Are some yes. next level shit, bro? I I think that's so cool. I think them getting rid of. Their starting left tackle for no good reason was weird, but that's yeah. I don't want to take that. I don't want to take away from the draft they had. They had a really good draft. I hope Justin Fields comes out and crushes it. I hope. I hope he is the offensive rookie of the year. Him or Kyle Pitts. I got. I got a bet on Kyle Pitts, so I want to see that come through because the odds are longer. But. Man, but, I might have to double down and like I might have to go and scoop some of the odds of Justin Fields offensive rookie of the year because I'm all aboard the uh, hype train. I'm yeah. so happy for the Chicago Bears. They've become likable um mm-hmm. nowadays. Um 
it's crazy what they did in the draft and the fact that Fields fell to them. And if you saw the moment, like he was he was happy, like but he was kind of in shock that he was like, damn, they came up to they came up to get me. Well, it is a why? perfect this is a perfect situation. And, and and hear me out on this because Matt Nagy and and Ryan Pace made a mistake a few years ago in taking Mitch Trubisky. They they screwed up, they didn't get their quarterback, and now they have one chance to do it. They were trying to hit a home run and a grand slam in getting Russell Wilson from the Seattle Seahawks. That's how we got to know the Chicago base, the Chicago fan base a little bit better. Then they go out and become a meme because they they get Andy Dalton. And then they make fun of themselves and they say he's the number one quarterback and da-da-da-da-da and the draft hasn't happened. And he's sitting down at number 20 and I kept texting uh, Austin – uh, if you're mm-hmm. listening to this, but Austin, I was, I was, I kept messaging him to see if he had any information on the Chicago Bears trading up because I fully believed that they were moving up for Field. I'm super excited for Justin Fields because it's a he was he was slandered, like he was Heck slandered you. throughout this draft oh, process. He went from the number two player mock draft everywhere to all of a sudden he was. Not even in the top five, not even in consideration. Somebody had him drop into 32. Like, are you kidding me? The disrespect. Um, and then it's coming out a couple days after the draft that people had him number two on their draft boards. Like 16 teams had them like him close to number two or number three in the draft yep. um, behind Lawrence or Wilson or was ahead of Wilson, mm-hmm. um, which is fantastic. So now Fields, an extremely talented player, goes to a quarterback starving fan base they have a savior they have somebody like there's no better matchup than those two i think um he he could have gone to like a a place that was perfect in terms of a situation and stuff like that but he goes to a place that loves him Mm -hmm. is gonna it has weapons on it and is a win now mode um ready to rock and roll for him tevin jenkins another great pick by them uh Mm -hmm. first round talent they move up to take him uh, the, yeah. People were talking about him, them, him being taken at 20 and then they get Justin Fields at 11 and then they get Tevin Jenkins at like 40 something. I'm not going to be the mastermind. I don't remember what they got him at 39 or something like that, but they get a first round tackle and then they go ahead and release Charles Leno. I think it was for cap reasons and stuff like that. I get that. It sucks. It's a they still business. Got Jimmy Graham on their roster. But they have Jimmy Graham on the roster, and they released Charles Leno, who's been like a starter for seven years. Like now, I'm here. Now I'm hearing that I'm hearing Jimmy Graham's on the chopping block, and they're probably going to get rid of him too. Um, which is good. They should. I've made my feelings about Jimmy Graham pretty clear. But they should be getting rid of him. But to get rid of him before or after Charles Leno, if that's the move, is just weird. I don't know why you get rid of Charles Leno at all. He was getting paid a fair deal. He wasn't a super big cap hit. Solid player for them for seven years. Weird. But I did like what you said about Chicago Bears being a win-now team. And I think that goes back to the, the, the changes we're seeing in the NFC. Now, I know you think Tom Brady's going to play till he's 50. And that might happen, okay? But for the sake of my story, we're going to pretend he doesn't, okay? We're going to pretend he doesn't. We're going to pretend that this is Tom Brady's last year. Maybe he's got two more years in him, okay? The NFC is drastically changing. We no longer have the Saints, the Packers, as the kind of teams you expect to see in the NFC Championship every year. Okay, they're gone. So Seattle's still here. San Francisco is now a team that is going to be in that slot. We're seeing a different dynamic in the NFC, and I'm really excited about it. Honestly, just full out. It's going to be a different battle this you year. Can in the see, playoffs. You could see all four NFC West teams in the playoffs next year. Yeah. 
the Cowboys are still a team that are going to play well. They have a talented roster, whether they put it all together or not, it's another story, but they're another team in the NFC. That's you got to show up and play. You do. Are the giants going to be anything this year? Probably I think not. they, I think they, no, I think they made some good strides in the off season. I think they drafted really well. They moved back. Uh, mm -hmm. They got some, they got some good, um, they got some good pieces. Honestly, yep. they did. They got yep. some, uh, some good, uh, a couple good pieces there. Uh, and then they also picked up Kenny Galladay in the offseason. They got Daniel Jones a weapon, Saquon Barkley coming back. A couple of uh, guys fell to them. Uh, mm -hmm. And they traded back and stockpiled picks. So next year they're in good pace. Yeah, dude. And next year's quarterback next year loaded. Hey. You thought this year was fun? Wait till next year. God. Yeah, it's gonna be and difficult. God forbid, like somebody, a team like, you know, Kyle Shanahan was having fun with it. Can we talk about that? Like leading up to the draft and why Mac Jones was the number three pick the entire time. And I had Mac Jones at the number three pick because everybody had Mac Jones at the number three pick. And then all <laughs> of a sudden the bombshell comes the day of the draft or like the, the hours before the draft and everything, the rumors and everything that comes ahead. And Kyle Shanahan sitting back there and he's like, <laughs> you guys are dumb you guys are so dumb and then yeah. he just takes trey lance he's like i thought you uh i thought you knew he's like on the phone with trey lance he's like i thought you knew he's like coach i had no idea he's like oh like his poker like i'd hate to play poker against him because yeah. kyle shanahan somebody i gotta you know love and appreciate for because great offensive mind i just gotta appreciate the uh offensive geniuses that are in the nfl even though he is in the nfc west that's actually going to do it for us today at mnr sports another episode of hawk's nest we were you know busted up about a bunch of different topics today i uh, really enjoyed talking with you maddie as always um yeah. we're going to do more of the breakdowns we're going to do more of the hawk's nest right now it's just the off season we're kind of bored so we just wanted to recap kind of give our thoughts about um everything that's gone on in the off season um you know, just after the draft and kind of seeing what's going on and all the rumors that are out, give our opinion on it. And that's about it. Make sure you guys are following us at MNR sports 604 um, on YouTube. So make sure you guys subscribe, comment, like if you haven't already stone Forsyth and new Damian Lewis tape is coming out too. Um, make sure you guys check out both of those yeah. breakdowns in the uh, description below. And as always go Hawks. Let's go to eat a goddamn snack.